Hi, I'm Shashank Bhargav and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. In exactly two weeks from now, in the middle of the pandemic, the state of Bihar will go to polls. Bihar is India's third most populous state and has about 7.29 crore eligible voters. That is more than the populations of countries like the UK, France or Italy. So this will not only be the first major electoral exercise in India, but the largest anywhere in the world so far since the COVID-19 outbreak. The election will be held in three phases and for a total of 243 seats. Bihar elections are always closely watched and its results often give insights about the political undercurrents of the northern cow belts in the country. Historically, some of the country's major events have emerged from the state. Bihar has been a crucible of you know, major social and political movements. That's Manoj Siji, who writes on politics for the Indian Express. And we are speaking to him about the upcoming state elections. It has a history in that sense. Uh, right from the 1970s, when uh, Jay Prakash Narayan gave a call for the total revolution, which triggered a movement, a big movement, resulted in uh, the then Prime Minister Indira Gandhi imposing the emergency. Jayaprakash Narayan's total revolution was one of the biggest social movements in modern India. The movement had begun with Narayan leading the students' movement in Bihar, which is why it is also called the Bihar movement. The total revolution, like Manoj mentioned, led to the emergency. And after the emergency, the Congress lost badly. Even in Bihar, the Congress lost and a government was formed under the leadership of Karpuri Thakur. He was the first person to implement reservations for the backward caste in both jobs and educational institutions. He had implemented the Mungeri Lal Commission recommendation. So that was a precursor to the Mandal Commission. The Mandal Commission was what first led to the other backward classes or OBCs getting 27% reservations in jobs in central government services and public sector units. And later also led OBCs to get reservations in central education institutions. The commission which recommended these changes was chaired by B.P. Mandal, who was once the Bihar chief minister. The commission had created a major churn in Indian politics. So right from the JP movement, it also threw up a lot of leaders, all the present-day leaders, be it Chief Minister Nitish Kumar, be it his Deputy Chief Minister Sushil Kumar Modi, or Mr. Ram Vilas Paswan, who just passed away, or Lalu Prasad Yadav. They all are in some way products of the JP movement. So Bihar, in the last four decades, has impacted national politics, the assertion of backward class leaders. We have several instances, even the Ram Temple movement in 1990, when Mr. L.K. Adwani took out the Red Yatra, his Yatra was stopped and arrested in Bihar by the then Chief Minister Lal Prasad Yadav. So Bihar has impacted national politics in many ways. Manoj says that the current election is happening at a particularly important time. A lot has changed in the past few months. Plus, politically, things have been changing since the 2019 national elections itself. In 2019, the Lok Sabha elections, the NDA alliance, the BJP-JDU alliance, they had won 39 out of the 40 seats in Bihar. It was a clean sweep. While the RJD was wiped out, the Congress could win only one seat, uh, the seat of Kishan Ganj. After the Lok Sabha elections, we have seen four or five assembly elections. 
and there is a slight change in the script in the sense in haryana the bjp was dented they could not get simple majority on its own in jharkhand the bjp was defeated in maharashtra although the bjp emerged as the single largest because of the political realignment the bjp could not form the government so after the lok sabha elections and in delhi in delhi mr arvind kejriwal returned to power defeating the bjp so after the lok sabha elections and the assembly elections which followed that the script was slightly different plus these elections come in the aftermath of the lockdown and under the shadow of the ongoing pandemic manoj points out that during the exodus of the migrants nearly 28 lakh people had returned to bihar many continue to face the consequence of that tragedy and suffer the brunt of the ongoing economic crisis which was induced of course by the stringent national lockdown so there are major major national uh, issues which may play out in bihar apart from of course a state election will have the share of state issues so in that sense this will be in a way a reflection of mr modi's performance in his second term in in delhi Manoj says that one of the reasons that Bihar elections are important is because they could determine what would happen in other state elections that are scheduled for next year like West Bengal where the BJP is determined to oust the Mamta Banerjee government so given all that factors the Bihar elections and its outcome will give an indication of the political trend of which way the people are thinking because Bihar again is the third most populous state in India around 7 crore 7.29 crore people are eligible to vote so that's a, that's a large large chunk and one of the key hindi heartland states so it will give a reflection of the public mood but apart from these national issues there are of course state issues as well that will be at play in the elections right now the nda is in power which is an alliance between the jdu that is the janta dal united and the bjp The incumbent chief minister is Nitish Kumar of the JDU who has been in the position for 15 years now. Before that it had been Lalu Prasad Yadav of the RJD that is the Rashtriya Janata Dal who had been in power. Together with his wife Rabri Devi the two had been in power for nearly 15 years as well. Manoj says that during those years Lalu had been a key element in Bihar politics. You either voted for Lalu or voted against Lalu. His tenure though was marked with a lot of controversies, scandals and mismanagement. And that's what Nitish Kumar's campaign is trying to stress upon right now. If you have seen his campaign theme, his broad campaign theme is about 15 years versus 15 years, which is 15 years of Lalu rule versus 15 years of Nitish rule. So he is trying to draw a comparison, he is you know trying to jog the memory of the people because there's a poor perception about the 15 years of Lalu. In a rally yesterday Nitish Kumar referring to Lalu and Rabri said quote before us the husband wife got to rule here but what did they do what was the status of the law people rightly say that the new generation should be told about the jungle raj in bihar unquote even though he's taking jibes at his arch rival now manoj points out that back in 2015 nitish had to form an alliance with lalu that had been an unlikely alliance formed along with the congress party so there was a coalition which arithmetically was very strong on the ground two of the biggest forces in bihar joining hands so arithmetically that is an unbeatable kind of a combination so the bjp and the ljp the ramvilas paswan's party they were up against the rjd jdu and the congress coalition 
But the landscape in Bihar has changed drastically since then. The alliance didn't last. Nitish parted ways with RJD and Lalu and embraced the BJP. So now again, it's a RJD uh, Congress. And this time you have the left parties, the CPIML, which has significant presence in some pockets. They had contested separately last time. So the alliance this time is RJD Congress and the left parties, which has CPIML, CPI and the CPIM. And on the other hand, we have the JDU and the BJP. We'll talk more about these parties and the opposition that JDU and the BJP are facing in this election. But before we do, Manoj talks about what Nitish Kumar's tenure has been like. And he says that Nitish has been famously associated with an image of Sushasan Babu. Sushasan meaning good governance. And the image is something he says Nitish himself has cultivated. Because the first two terms of his government was talked about more because of governance, the kind of governance that uh, he had given Bihar, given the fact that the 15 years of Lalu rule was considered not a very you know good uh, governance model by any yardstick. So the first two terms of Nitish Kumar was majorly about streamlining the governance mechanism, which perhaps earned him this epithet of uh, Sushasan Babu. In comparison, Lalu's tenure has been known as Gunda Raj or Jungle Raj. During Nitish's tenure, he has worked on building roads and bridges in the state. He's also praised by some for improving the law and order in the state as compared to what it was before. And while campaigning, Nitish has been emphasizing on speedy trials and improvement of electricity in the state. His current term, though, has seen issues that seem to have caused a dent to the good governance image that he has had. Issues like the management of floods by his government or even the management of the exodus by migrants. The latest example, how it was not streamlined in a very good fashion. Then the shelter home sexual abuse case which had blown up. Then about road construction, uh, there are allegations of corruption there as well. So any government which generally faces these sort of allegations, this time Nitish will be for the first time facing a, a plethora of issues uh, challenging his governance record, which otherwise had been his strength area. So that is that is one issue where we, he'll have to do a lot of defending this time. His party's major opponent in the election is, of course, the RJD, a party which has seen some major changes in the recent past. Lalu Prasad, who had been the face of the party and the key player in Bihar politics, is in jail right now. He had been convicted in the multi-crore fodder scam case. Last month, Raghuvansh Prasad Singh, a prominent member of the RJD, quit the party over the issue of how it was being run. Plus, smaller parties like the RLSP, HAM and VIP have also broken associations with the RJD. The party's new face is the 31-year-old Tejasvi Yadav. Lalu Prasad Yadav's son, who has its own strengths and challenges. The RJD is trying to project a young leader, a 31-year-old Tejasvi Yadav, with the theme being, the complete theme being, Bihar needs a young, new face. But the problem that the RJD faces is the baggage it has when it comes to, as I told you about, the 15-year rule of Lalu, and during that time, there used to be allegations and there was a perception that uh, there was a kind of Yadav hegemony during those days. So many of the non-Yadav uh, OBCs and upper caste Hindus 
were not very comfortable under that dispensation this is the reason why manoj says that lalu could never expand beyond the muslim and the yadav voter base so the strength area of the rjd lies both there i mean he has a kind of a captive vote bank in muslims and yadav his idea is to expand beyond that so that is one core issue that he faces the other is the freshness that he will bring into the campaign so he's young his party claims they will come out with a vision document for bihar obviously nitish kumar will point out his administrative inexperience but this freshness is what the rjd hopes will see them through apart from this of course the party has tied up with the congress and the left parties which like manoj mentioned earlier include the cpiml cpi and cpm rjd is hoping this combination will give them enough seats and apart from this alliance the other party in opposition is the ljp the lok janshakti party the party's leader had been ram vilas paswan who passed away earlier this month the party's new face is chirag paswan his son ljp has been losing strength over the years since 2005 it has been winning fewer and fewer seats in 2015 it only won two seats one interesting thing about the ljp is that while in the past it had allied with the jdu and bjp this time it is contesting alone and its target seems to be its former ally the jdu there is also a perception that chirag paswan has been propped up by the bjp to weaken nitish kumar and to strengthen bjp's presence in the state chirag paswan has not been on good terms with nitish for some time of course he as a young leader is ambitious there is nothing wrong in that in politics but this time the decision of ljp to fight alone although there were speculations there were reports that they may do it but when you look at the larger picture it kinds of upsets nitish kumar's calculation so that's why because chirag has said he will be contesting in 140 odd seats and he will be putting up candidates in all the seats being contested by the jdu so which means uh, he may not contest in a large number of seats which is contested by the bjp from there comes the whole perception that all this is done at the behest of the bjp manoj says that there appears to be an understanding between the ljp and the bjp that the ljp will focus on seats where jdu is contesting the idea being that in those seats where there might be any anger against the government ljp should benefit from it and not the opposition so in the post poll situation there could be a realignment or realignment depends on the kind of seats that each party will get so this whole perception that the entry of ljp as a player fighting alone is more directed is more damaging to nitish kumar and not bjp and the alliance mathematics alliance arithmetic may change after the election on the whole though manoj says there doesn't seem to be any huge wave of anti incumbency against nitish kumar but there are of course other factors to consider and we'll talk about them after this short break dear listeners before we move on to the rest of the show i just wanted your quick attention one of the big reasons people say they like this show is because it helps them understand the news better it provides them with the context they need to see the bigger picture and there is perhaps no other place that does that better than indian express's explained section we on three things refer to the section regularly and it helps us make this show if you're a regular reader of indian express you know how useful the explained section can be especially when you're looking for in-depth analysis by the right experts 
You can log on to indianexpress.com slash explained and access the coverage 24-7. Explained by Indian Express, where news that matters is explained by experts who know the subject. Now, back to the show. When talking about the factors that might influence the Bihar elections, it is important to consider the Muslim and the Dalit community in the state, which account for around 16% each of the population. We'll talk about the Muslim community first. The community, Manoj points out, has felt alienated in the past year, starting from legislations like CAA and plans for an NRC. Plus, they have been wary of the Delhi riots, and he says that they have been disappointed by the Ayodhya verdicts. The Muslim community, like mentioned earlier, have traditionally voted for the RJD. And Manoj says that right now, there's a lack of an alternative for them. If you look at the whole arena today, where can the Muslim community vote? So you need to have a credible alternative, if at all they want to vote against the JDU-BJP government. So now, in the last time, the last elections, the AMIM, Mr. Asaduddin OYC's party, they had contested in six seats, uh, mostly in the Simanchal area, which is fairly Muslim-concentrated. And he could not win any seat. I had told you about the last Lok Sabha election, the 2019 Lok Sabha election, the one seat which the Congress had won was the Kishan Ganj seat. Now, the Congress candidate in that Lok Sabha had won the assembly election earlier. So for that, there was a by-election, and in that by-election, the AMIM won. So they had opened their account in the Bihar Assembly. This was kind of a shocker for the RJD and the Congress, who have traditionally relied on the Muslim vote. This time, OAC's party has tied up with the BSP, which is a marginal player in Bihar and other smaller parties like the RLSP and the Samajwati Janta Dal Democratic. So these four parties are in the fray now, vying for, among others, the Muslim votes, the Dalit votes, the Kushwaha, the Koiri votes. So much will depend on the candidates. If you have a credible candidate, it won't be a surprise if that person wins. So the options before the community, the Muslim community, is limited in that sense. Now talking about the Dalit community, Manoj says that ever since Nitish came to power, he has tried to create a caste vote base for himself. For example, he was the one who introduced the concept of a Mahadalit in Bihar politics. So there is this concept of a Mahadalit where he has clubbed so many, um, more than 20 Dalit groups and given them reservation benefits and all. So he has over the years managed to get Dalit votes. So has the BJP. Although in the state elections, the voting pattern may be different. But in, in the 2014 and 2019 Lok Sabha elections, it was clearly visible that they have broken the caste barriers and they have got votes from across castes. So BJP has managed to get some Dalit votes. RJD again has a small Dalit vote bank on its own. This time, as I told you, the BSP, uh, although they had contested last time also with not many votes, now they are part of a four-party alliance. So BSP is one. Then Mr. Papu Yadav's party, uh, he has entered into an alliance with Chandrasekhar Asad's Bhima Army. So from Uttar Pradesh, he is now entering, uh, making a foray into Bihar politics. That is an interesting aspect which we'll have to look out for. Apart from these, of course, there is the LJP, whose former leader, Ram Vilas Paswan, is considered one of the biggest Dalit leaders in the state. So there are Dalit leaders across formations. There are Dalit parties. 
so everybody fancies their chances all parties are eyeing the dalit vote so as of now it will not be very uh, prudent to hazard a guess there is a chance of dalit vote getting splintered and there is a chance of one or two parties getting a major share of it so everybody has their eyes in the dalit vote bank in the end the questions that remain unanswered are whether the jdu and bjp will come to power again to what extent will issues like the pandemic and the migrant crisis hurt the jdu's vote bank could the ljp take enough votes away from the jdu to give bjp the upper hand in the state will the muslim population wary of the jdu and bjp alliance vote largely for the rjd and who will the dalit community end up voting for there is a lot of uncertainty and to add to all this uncertainty is of course the fact that all of this is happening during the pandemic you know bihar last time in 2015 had the highest voting percentage at 56.8 percentage vote that was the highest ever voter turnout in bihar but this time it's completely different because the elections are taking place in the shadow of the pandemic uh, the election commission has already put in we can call it restrictions or precautions there are so many guidelines that they have issued which limits the number of people accompanying the candidate uh, for filing a nomination or for a door to door campaign there are no major huge rallies that uh, indian elections are accustomed to seeing that may not happen this time of course parties will also take precautions and not go for these huge huge rallies where lakhs of people assemble and so while there will be restrictions on physical campaigning manoj says that the parties are hoping to circumvent that by a digital campaign so all these precautions or restrictions that the election commission has imposed and the figures of the number of coronavirus patients reported every day so we'll have to see whether this will cast a shadow on the voting pattern on the voting percentage of course the election commission has announced already they have said like every polling booth will have 1000 instead of 1500 uh, voters all these precautions are there so it depends whether the people will feel you know confident to come out and vote that we'll have to wait and watch you were listening to three things by the indian express today's show was written and produced by me shashank bhargav and as always was edited and mixed by our producer joshua thomas Before we go here's another reminder to check out Indian Express's explain section you can log on to indianexpress.com/explain and find in-depth analysis by the right experts it has everything you need to know to understand the news better and see the bigger picture if you like this show then you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast you can also recommend the show to someone you think will like it share it with a friend or someone in your family it's the best way for people to get to know about us You can also tweet us at Express Audio and write to us at podcast at IndianExpress dot com.